You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. Thank you for tuning in. It's time for a little bit of Tribe Talk with myself and Jordan Bastion. We are live in a very cold hallway in Progressive Field. We found a place where they, they turned off all the heat. Yeah, it's chilly in here. Uh, good luck to Tom Hamilton and the rest of them today in these conditions. It keeps your voice fresh. That's yeah. what it does. So, All right, so the Indians. Let's talk about the tribe. We got some uh, some movement in the outfield uh, this week. Lonnie Chisholm will be activated on Wednesday. Uh, Dr. Smooth. Michael Brantley is nearing a return from shoulder surgery. He'll play uh, back-to-back later this week. So things are progressing on that front. But in the meantime, Jose Ramirez has played mm-hmm. lights out, uh, maybe even surprisingly so. What have you thought of his start? Yeah, I thought it's been interesting because I think when we were going through spring training, I kind of expected him to be mixed in more at third base to spell uh, Juan Uribe here and there. Um, but, you know, Francona had in mind that he would run him out in the left field, I think, more than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. But he's been pleasantly surprising out there. You know, I think the first couple of games we saw some uh, circus catches, but he looks a little more comfortable the more innings he's getting out in the outfield. And it's been an interesting development because now when you get Brantley coming back, you get Chisholm Hall coming back, you know, obviously Brantley's going to play left field. Um, but they ran Jose Ramirez out a little bit in center field in the spring training. Um, I think they've put Chisholm Hall out for one game in center field during his minor league rehab. So they're looking at their options around there, but it's nice to know that Jose uh, Ramirez has that versatility. And Francona believes he's an everyday player in the big leagues. It's just right now they don't have one place to put him. So moving him around is kind of the ideal scenario there. And he's He's been great. He's been a, a good surprise out of the gates. Yeah, he's, he's been a key part of their offense here in the early going, uh, which is very surprising. Uh, and speaking about offense, Lonnie Chisenhall will be kind of uh, – a question mark on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was having a rough spring, of course. Never know what to read into that, but uh, of course, before the injury. But uh, you know, it's it's amazing to think that uh, a lot of his value might be tied up in his defense, which is not something we were accustomed to at third base with him. But then he, he played so well defensively in the outfield last year that it's hard not to think of him in those terms right now. Right. I think one of the the goals of the minor league rehab assignment was to get his confidence going because he's been healthy for a while. Um, Towards the end of spring, his wrist was feeling better. His forearm was feeling better. You know, maybe you can make the argument that they wanted to give him a little more time just to make sure everything was right in there. But he said he's been pain-free for a while. So this has been more about getting him those at-bats and reps that he missed during spring training. And then at the same time, you know, they've seen seven left-handers in the first 11 games, which is not normal for (laughs) Major League Baseball season. So he's a guy that's typically going to be used against right-handed pitching. So I think they looked at the schedule. um, They looked at the number of at-bats that he had, the fact that he was banged up in spring and felt – Giving him this long of a rehab made complete sense, um, given all the factors. And yeah, as soon as he comes back, hopefully, you know, limiting him to that right-handed pitching will kind of help maximize the offense. That's the hope, and that's what they'll need for sure. Can we limit the entire offense to right-handed pitching? Because uh, it's been a struggle for them <laughs> against lefties so far. Team-wide, they're hitting what about 200 off mm-hmm. lefties. Uh, and then what's striking is uh, the, the guys they brought in to do just that have not done just that. Marlon Byrd, one for 14 as we record this. Uh, Juan Uribe, one for 15 against left-handed pitching. So uh, that, that's an early concern here. Yeah, and I think this is one of those, hey, sample size alert, yeah. um, law of averages, 
you know, these guys have a long track record of success against lefty pitching, so I think you would hope just naturally that would start to turn around. Um, a couple of the guys they've faced have been guys named David Price and Chris Sale and, you know, some really good lefties. Um, so I think that it's too early uh, to say, hey, this is going to be a huge problem over the course of the entire season. Um, but it's definitely been discouraging out of the gates because these guys were specifically brought in because that was part of their game. Um, and they've seen a lot of lefties out of the gate, and that part of their game has not shown up. So hopefully it turns around. Uh, maybe getting Brantley back will help lengthen that lineup out. Uh, and hopefully yeah, you won't have all those guys in the lineup like you've had at this point. They're playing 500 ball without Brantley. You know, given some of the issues we've seen yeah. with the pitching, with the offense, with the bullpen, yeah, I think it's uh, shoot with the postponements. You know, the the times between game, the time off between games. Yeah. I think the fact that they're sort of keeping their uh, heads above water right now, waiting for Brantley to come back. Yeah, I think that has been encouraging. But yeah, the versus lefty stuff has been uh, you know subpar to this point. Yeah, that's what we said though uh, on the Brantley front. Just stay relevant uh, without Brantley, and then hopefully by the time he gets back, and then the postponements, as we mentioned. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. More, maybe that's more time for Michael Brantley. Uh, but more small sample size theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Kluber's ERA north of six. Uh, obviously did not get much help from uh, the Sun or his outfielders uh, on Sunday, but still uh, it is jarring. Um, and, of course, he had a, a, a rough start to 2015 as well. But uh, And he's not getting the run support once again. He's right. getting about one run per game, I believe, is the uh, average yeah, I, in three I think starts. The, they've gone two runs, one run, zero runs, so I don't know how yeah. he's going to do with negative one <laughs> next time. Yeah, that's, that's a bad trend. That's a bad downward trend. You can't go uh, past zero, I don't believe. Uh, but yeah, what do you make of the clue bot? What, what's going on there? You know, I think there's a couple things. I think it's it, I, I, it has to be in the hitter's head at this point that Kluber is on the mound and they haven't scored for him. So you already have it in their head that we need to score for this guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's in his head. I think he takes the mound and feels like if I give up a run, you know, uh, it's going to be a struggle. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of came into play um, on Sunday against the Mets. And then on top of that, you know, once this stuff starts happening again, you start searching for well, maybe something's wrong with him. You know, and I think we all kind of noticed his velocity was down um, not only Sunday, but this season. Uh, it's down about one mile per hour, which isn't mm. a huge drop um, from where it was at this point last season in April and uh, and also during his Cy Young season. So you, know, you start to wonder, you know, if he's not getting the same life on his fastball and that's the pitch that hitters are attacking, then he isn't getting to, isn't getting into those situations where he can use that put-away breaking ball as much I think that's what we saw in the Mets' start. It was kind of a microcosm of that idea that they really ambushed him early. He wasn't getting into those breaking ball counts. And then as he settled in, um, then he started using that pitch. And I think they were 0 for 8, 0 for 9 with a bunch of strikeouts against that pitch. And he ended up turning in six innings. So you kind of see that, you know, there are all those things are kind of connected. But with as far as the velo goes, talking to Mickey Callaway, he said he thinks there's a couple things at play. One, Kluber is aging. There's no getting around that. Uh, and the other thing is, because he's not throwing his breaking ball as much early in games so far, uh, his mechanics, he says, uh, he's not getting on top of the ball as much. He feels like when he's watched his outings, once he starts mixing in the breaking ball more, he can see a more downward mechanical shift with him on the mound, and then the velocity starts to tick up a little bit. Um, so again, kind of, it's all connected. And the takeaway I got from talking to Callaway was he'd like to see Kluber mix in the curveball more early to try and address that mechanical issue, which can then help the velocity. So 
you know, we'll see as this goes out. It's only three starts, uh, but it's definitely something not alarming yet, but definitely something to monitor. Yeah, it definitely catches your eye. And anything involving feelings about run support or aging does not uh, does not mesh with the clue bot uh, mystique. That's right. He's supposed to be a clue bot. Um, how about Trevor Bauer out of the bullpen? You know, he gave up the uh, David Ortiz home run on opening day, or if you can still call that opening day, whatever that was, the first game of the season. Right. Uh, but since then, been very good out of the mm-hmm. bullpen. Yeah, uh, he's thrown six innings, uh, gave up, uh, if you look at this like a start, he gave up two runs in the first inning, yeah. and then turned in a quality start with eight strikeouts and 109 pitches. You know, I think if that were a start from Trevor Bauer, you'd be going, hey, this guy's a pretty good starter. Uh, it, obviously, they think he can be a weapon down there, he can do multi-innings. I was a little bummed the other day, we didn't see the uh, the three-inning save come into play, Tito pulled him. Um, before he could get that three-inning save in Chicago. Uh, it's always just a neat little statistic. But his is he wanted his velocity to be up. His velocity's up. You know, he wanted to, if he's down in the bullpen, you know, not waste away. And Tito's been using him regularly, uh, getting him in that work in. So I think it's been, aside from the way it went down at the end of spring, where you could tell he was pretty upset, and then obviously the way his first outing went, which was, oh, here we go, leadoff walk, home run. Uh, you know, there's the Bauer, and that's why he's in the bullpen. Um, I think now it's been really encouraging to see what he's done since then. And if he can continue to pitch like this, well, I don't know, is this his catch-22? Because it's now, if he pitches this well, well, maybe, maybe we should leave him in the bullpen. But I think in his mind, he's thinking, if I can continue to pitch this well, put me back in the rotation. <laughs> so that'll be another interesting one to, to follow and monitor as this season goes on. Well, this was an interesting podcast. I think we did pretty good under the conditions. It's a little chilly in this hallway, like we said. And we had those doors. Just keep yeah, these doors and keep opening and closing. And I will point out that one of those opens and closings was not necessary at all. It was Joel Hammond of the communications department opening the door to take our picture while, mm-hmm. we, while we did this podcast. Yeah, look for that on at Indians. Yeah, that is bound to blow up the Internet uh, in no time at all. So uh, I want to thank Jordan Bastian for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in and putting up with the, the noise in the background. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.